0: Thanks for joining us on the WS podcast on February thirteenth, year of our Lord twenty twenty one, you are joined today by me, Tyler Woodford, and my brother Bryce Woodford, calling in from a basement in Paulsbow, Washington. Now that sounds like uh, straight out of Twilight, and that's because it is. That's because it is. Bryce cosplays as vampire as often as possible. Bryce, wait, were you Team Edward or Team uh, What was the other, other guy's name? the The werewolf guy, Taylor Lautner. Edward and team Scooby? Edward
1: and team. Richard, team. Ja- you know.
0: Okay, well, well you're pro it shows you that and I'm team pro Edward. vampire. Because
1: I don't care about the other ones.
0: You're pro vampire, you're yes. yes. a vampire guy. Yes. Yes. vampire guy. Okay, yes. I think me too. Yes. Sorry, Taylor Lautner. What happened to his career, by the way? I don't know, he he did like movies, one so movie. He did, he did a a movie like movie one action abducted,
1: movie. Which I actually watched a few weeks ago. It's just it's like it's called based abducted, in Pittsburgh, right? But it's not. Nobody's abducted. His parents Mm. are murdered, and he has to pretty much flee the murderers. An abduction of justice. no abduction
0: at all. An abduction of innocence.
1: But it's a... Taylor Lautner. Interesting watch, I suppose. Avenges his
0: family. Yeah. Oof. Happens. Sometimes you get a hit and you can't come back. Can't get the genie back in the bottle. Got a battle. All right. So we are going to start today with Seahawks news because since we last spoke, it has been a bubbling cauldron of activity, both in terms of uh, coaching changes and some guy named Russell Wilson, um, quarterback for Seahawks. I'm not sure if you heard of him. Uh, starting to. Uh, starting to just stir the pot a little bit yes. in a way we haven't seen before. Um, I know how I feel about it. Bryce will kind of dive into it with you guys as well. But uh, let's start off with um, what I think we both agree is good news. Uh, the Hawks have hired the Rams passing game coordinator, Shane Waldron, yes. as the next offensive coordinator. Um, you know, for my part, pleasantly surprised. Um you know, Anthony Lynn was out there, who would have been a more traditional ground and pound style. Um, and for some reason, they were also talking to um, Gase. Thank you. That didn't happen. Um, but you. this is a, looks like a change in paradigm to a, a um, young and hungry innovator who can hopefully strike the balance that best suits Russ's skill set. Um, but you know, Bryce, your thoughts on um, on Waldron and what he's going to bring to the Seahawks and what you hope to see in the first year.
1: Uh well let's wind it back a little bit more and, and um, just explain the the reason why they hired an OC that's because they they fired offensive mm. coordinator um, Brian Schottenheimer um, for philosophical differences and when mm. I heard that I was thinking it's like was it Brian that stepped down was he actually fired was it did they just decide to um you know part ways doesn't really matter at this point um, it obviously wasn't working. They were too predictable. DK Metcalf came out in an interview a couple of weeks ago and said, "Other teams Ooh. figured us out." And you know, I don't mind that because it's true. It's true. Right. Um. It. It. It's kind of however way you take it. It's. It doesn't really matter. He. He's just being honest, and um, you're starting to. See, you saw DK Metcalf come out, and now you're seeing Russell Wilson come out and um and speak his mind, and he went on a in an interview with Dan Patrick. Actually, before mm-hmm. we get too far ahead of ourselves, we'll talk Shane Waldron. Yeah,
0: Patrick the, brought the heat. Yes. We'll go back to that, Yes, Patrick went, went in there. Yes. Old school reporting, yes. capital J journalism. It.
1: Yes, <laughs> uh, Shane Waldron, yes, as Tyler mentioned, the passing game coordinator for the Rams. Um, I also want to mention that they did bring over the, I believe it was the run game coordinator from the Rams, from the Rams, yes, to yes, be an assistant yeah. offensive line coach, which is huge. Which is great. Um, so what I like about this hire is because the Rams' offensive philosophy is you know run to set up the pass. That's what it has been ever since McVay got there, and that is that is Pete at its core for the offense, um, mm. and but what 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 Shane brings in is an innovator. He's 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 young. He kind of has a different viewpoint on the offense, so much different, much more modern than Schottenheimer, and that's something that. Um, is attractive for sure. Russell Wilson and it was Russell Wilson's guy. He came out and said that, you know, um, with a lot of reports saying that like, this is who Russell Wilson wanted from the get go, and they got him. And that's why I I'm a little bothered with um, as you mentioned, the Dan Patrick interview.
0: Yeah, well we'll but, come to that.
1: Yeah. It, yep. It's um it's strange. But at the end of the day, Shane Waldron, I think it's a great hire. I think it's um gonna make this offense a lot more unpredictable looking forward and they'll be able to utilize well, yeah, all of and, skill sets
0: yeah and you and you look at some of his pedigree so his um his coaching history here he actually has a pretty impressive resume for someone his age um graduate assistant at notre dame uh qc control coach at the new england patriots um some time at umass as a tight ends coach washington redskins qc again los angeles rams tight end coach rams passing game coordinator um, and had one season where he um, kind of wore two hats as a quarterbacks coach um, as the passing game coordinator as well. So definitely um, a very tidy looking resume coming from not just the McVay coaching tree, but time with Belichick as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And you cannot, you know, understate the effect that has on, you know, your development being around some of the best and make no mistake, Sean McVay is one of the best and will be around for a very, very, long time um so excited to kind of go a different route here someone less established and let them grow into a role um seahawks just got to trust him and um if all goes well maybe he's uh steps in for pete who knows but who knows imagine russell in his last five years of his career with an offensive head coach uh it worked for tom brady yep which we will uh, discuss towards the end of this. We weren't, you know, a uh, Seattle-based podcast. Um, so we, we start with Seattle stuff, but obviously uh, Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. Wasn't even close, but we'll sink our teeth into that. Um, so what are you hoping to see um, in terms of a culture shift with Waldron? What, what do you expect to see in change of scheme? And, you know, so w- what are the changes that are going to be obvious when people turn on their TV screens next August and September?
1: Number one thing, Russell Wilson will begin to take what the uh what the defense is giving him. Too many times. Shocking. At the beginning Novel. of the season it was working. Uh run the run game was, was working a little bit. Um, but then they had the, the deep passes over the top. That's when we just saw DK Lockett just put up insane numbers touchdowns. Russell Wilson mm-hmm. had a game where he had five should have had six touchdowns against the Cowboys. He tossed five against Belichick, seven first seven, eight games, runaway MVP without a doubt, and then he actually fell off a cliff. And then as in the last nine games right off a cliff. Pro Football Focus rated him as the 19th best quarterback
0: Bang in the last average. last nine
1: games of the regular season. So, moving forward to 2021 season, what should we see? Um, I think something that you saw with Tom Brady, and we'll get to that later. But rather than just run, run, and then go over the top, run, run, go over the top, it's going to be a lot more of a mix, a lot more. You're going to see a lot of motion on the offense, the uh, the Rams had the the most motion pre snap than any other team in the NFL last season. You're going to see right. a lot of that. Yeah. You're going to see a lot of bunch sets, uh, like three receiver sets tight to the offensive line. So it's going to be a pretty compact um, formation. And what that allows is it, it creates confusion at the defense. The defense is like, well, where the heck are these guys going? Are they going? Are they going like corner post? Are they going? Um, or a slot post slot whatever it is are they going just straight across the defensive formation it creates confusion and that's what i'm hoping to see with the offense moving forward in 2021 just mm-hmm. more unpredictable play calls
0: well and that's what makes um you know the 49ers obviously had a downtick this year because they didn't have garoppolo but that's what made that offense so Scary for opposing defenses than the year before when they reached the Super Bowl, and the same for the Kansas City Chiefs is you you get these packages that look exactly the same at the onset in terms of formation, and then the in you know in the mid level, and then the towards the end of the play, it's completely different, and, and so you get this bamboozling effect where everything looks the same, and and so it's it makes it very challenging for the defense to um, coordinate and and pick up run runners and, and to pick up any audibles as well because you just don't know how they're going to grow out of that very very um compact formation and uh, and i love watching football like that it's smart football it's Mm -hmm. tactile and it actually allows in my opinion for more creativity because the idea there is how do i get this you know this first part of the play to to evolve into something completely different instead of showing your cards right away so this you know this kind of um, that's good point. That deception is a big part of offense in you know in football now, and so I think that's something Russ can play into. I think that's something that they, this team does have personnel, um, especially you know with if Will Disley can catch and Colby Parkinson comes out healthy, and those two blocking tight ends can get their hands on the ball and kind of play off those tight formations as well. That you begin to have a lot of options in the short and middle middle um, range passing game, which is something the Seahawks. Chicago- absolutely struggled with it was long bombs or runs that was that was the meat and potatoes of this offense and that's i mean it worked for the buccaneers but we can discuss why it worked for them and it didn't work for the you know for, for the seahawks um so that's what i'm looking forward to seeing um a new kind of deception based offense that plays into russell's strengths mm-hmm.
1: it's gonna be what what you're going to see is a uh, uh... Combination of formations that are that all look similar to the defense, but
0: a Russian nesting totally,
1: totally different. You know, you see one play call, same like a formation, and whatever the play call is, and then three plays later, you see the same formation, and you're expecting something similar. It's something way different. It's the unpredictable element that I'm hoping Waldron brings and when you pair that with Russell Wilson because Russell knows offense, he's not just some rookie anymore, he's been around for nine years. He knows offensive football. And I think you just need to unleash that. that
0: right, and, and what that style of play needs is dynamic game. athletes. You need which dynamic athletes who can do different things, which they have. I'm actually really excited about Parkinson. I hope he has a good off season, gets himself healthy because I think a six, seven yep. tight end with pace mm-hmm. is such an asset. Mm-hmm. It's such an asset. And I, and I just hope they use him in the same way. I mean, it would take quite a bit to get the same mass as Gronk. Um, he's a freak but to use him in similar ways just let that train run straight down the middle of the field hit him on hit him in mid stride about 12 yards down and let him just truck for another eight you know and and so those kind of that having a tool like that can unlock some pretty straightforward explosive plays it's honestly unstoppable because once you get his wingspan involved his hands are going to be like what seven and a half feet in the air or something ridiculous like yeah. that. Right. And so if he launches off that back foot,
1: probably eight feet in the air, <laughs> up to nine feet in the air. Yeah. Would
0: how, how do you defend against that? Right. So don't. I'm actually really excited about uh, Colby Parkinson, but we'll have, you know, there'll be some preseason talk, but I, yeah. I do hope that Waldron um, develops him and turns him into a really, you know, key asset for this offense. Cause I think there's a lot of potential for us in his tight end core to To become a lot bigger piece of the offense outside of just blocking, um, you know, and, and Greg Olson was you know a part of this team and was open, you know, for, for a, yes a variety of plays and he wasn't even looked at. So for people getting after Greg Olson saying that was a waste of money, well, it was more of a wasted opportunity in my opinion. Um, Greg was there, still had the hands. He got hurt and he fought back. Um, so I'm kind of bummed out about how that you know ended. I think that was. There's a lot more potential there that just got overlooked, so that they could throw it over the top or hand it off to um, Carlos Hyde on third and one and uh, miss it. So a lot of room for uh, a lot of room for improvement there.
1: Yes, but mm. what I'd end game? You know, um, it, it is frustrating because Russell Wilson. He, he's we're going to kind of move into what's happening mm. in the here and now. And he, he voiced his opinion this on the St. Patrick show about, you know, how he, he, he wishes he would have a little bit more dialogue and conversation with the front office about, you know, um, free agency moves, but he was, he was key there for the Greg Olson move and the, and they got it for him. Um, but it's just frustrating that they weren't able, able to maximize that asset because Greg Olson was a huge asset. Um, plenty of years in the, of experience in the NFL, pro bowl caliber player, um, great leader, great teacher, um it, this is going to be a it, it's it's an interesting offseason and we saw a little bit of this think, what was it 2 years ago when they had um when they were you know talking about extending Russell Wilson I think it was about 2 years mm-hmm. ago um and let's not forget who Russell Wilson's agent is okay his name is Mark Rogers he was yes, solely sir. in baseball he has one NFL client that's your boy, and Mark Rogers plays a different style of game. Um, so I think what we're seeing in this, this sort of like outburst of frustration and 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 dialogue about the team, especially the front office with Pete and John, I think a lot of it is fueled by Mark Rogers, and then Russell Wilson. I was like, you know. Russell's had a lot of this frustration built up. He's just like, the offense is not performing to where they need it to be. And they're kind of just letting it go. And I don't mind it because the one thing that I keep coming back to is I think it just creates urgency in the organization. Like Russell's, he's heading into year 10 now.
0: Okay. Do you think there's not already urgency in the organization, though? Like, does, does Mark Rogers drive the momentum in that building? Does Russell Wilson drive the momentum in that building? Do you think, I mean, Pete and Schneider just got extended. Yeah. So if, if that's the angle they're going for, I think that's a huge overstep. And I think we're this, a little bit to me, when Bryce can um, dive into some of the specific comments, um, this came off as a little bit petulant and a little bit like a know-it-all, who thinks they can be a GM too. That's what I, that's the vibe I got. Like, oh, Russ, you want to be GM as well? Cool, absolutely. Um, there's a fun little statistic out there that um, quarterbacks who are 20%, who have a 20% cap hit, do not win Super Bowls. They don't win. Guess what? Russell's at. It
1: is true.
0: It is it's true 18%. Stat. Okay, so this 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 will be my axe to grind. But right now, who has the fifth biggest cap hit in the NFL? Sure. Okay. That's fine. He's worth it. We agree on that. Fifth largest contract value in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Um, Biggest signing bonus of all time. Russell Wilson. Okay. So, this narrative that he's not being taken care of, this is a two-edged sword that both he and Rodgers need to own. Okay? Because you got... Your checkbook got taken care of, Russell and Mark. That, they, Seahawks took care of you there. Seahawks gave you Greg Olson. Seahawks just gave you Shane Waldron. So now it's just, is he just putting his hand back in the cookie jar to find out what, what, what's there? I mean, there's no doubt that, the, you know, it's a fact that the Seahawks have invested the lowest dollar amount in O-line and since when? Bryce? Five years. It's five 2015, years. 2015. Okay.
1: Lowest, dead last. In the NFL.
0: That's inexcusable. And, and, and you and know, I've spoke with that before. That needs to be addressed, right? The balance between what gets invested on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive line. There needs to be more balance there. But for my part, when I see who is getting the most cash for two years, for three years, biggest signing bonus of all time, most guaranteed money. Have to double check the most guaranteed money, but yeah, you know, that actually expired this year. He doesn't have any more guaranteed money. Um, it's it's just rings a little false because you want to know where the money is to go get that star offensive line is. It's a new. It, it's the difference between you taken in thirty two, and you taken in twenty five. It's right there. It's true. Brady was on twenty five this year. What did Brady finish the year doing?
1: Yeah, he won the Super Bowl.
0: He won the Super Bowl and he took an. Uh, very average offensive line and elevated them. So I'm a little, I'm a yeah, yeah, I'm a little angsty here. Okay, Russ, because you want to be the GM, go to Jacksonville. You want to go call the shots and be LeBron, win more titles. LeBron has four rings. LeBron took lawn furniture. And deck chairs. And deck chairs to multiple NBA championships on his back. One year, you know, with Matthew Delandova as his two, <laughs> you know what, Russell? You've never, you know, had to work with nothing. Like, and the one ring you have was your second year, and the Legion of Boom got you there. So, that he's got a bunch of wins. He's got a great personal stats. But for me, what he doesn't have, if he wants to compare himself to LeBron... Is that book of you know th- that that book of success in the playoffs where he carried them and it's super hard to carry an NFL team. It's different than the NBA. But if you want to say you know like oh compare yourself to LeBron, you better have the same resume as him and you do not.
1: Yes, that's a good point.
0: So that's 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 where I kind of got carried away. Like you don't compare yourself to LeBron. You don't. You haven't done what he's done yet, so you should not get what he has. Also, they had two great games this week coming from behind. Yes, they did. 20-point hole. Mm 20-point hole last night? Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter. took
1: over in the fourth. God, I love him. Didn't matter. Could be 30 points down. Don't care. So,
0: anyway. And this is no knock on Russell's talent, his ability, and what he's done for the franchise, of course. However, I just don't like the narrative that he's not being taken care of when the man got the biggest signing bonus of all time. Okay? Doesn't work both ways. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'll, so I'll let you. Woo! Woo! It, it's that's some really, hot sauce in my veins.
1: It, it's, it's a really difficult situation, but there's one quote that nobody's really talking about that Russell just slipped in there at the end of his Dan Patrick mm-hmm. interview saying, hopefully I can be with Seattle forever for the rest of my career. He did say that. And I think at the end of the day, that's all I really look at and that's all I care about. Clearly, he likes being in Seattle. Um... And I, it, it's, it's back and forth because you, you look at the old line situation that the Seahawks have dealt with for the last five years. And it's been who oh,
0: he just threw under the bus on the Dan yes. Patrick's show. Okay. And, and, like yeah, and, he did. He just whoosh, yeah. right under there. Yeah. And it hasn't been that good, but
1: the Seahawks did trade for Dwayne Brown, on like a pro bowl left tackle. And sure. maybe he'll give you another year. But if they, if he doesn't, then what do you have besides Damian Lewis? I mean, you have a you have Brandon Shell was like a B right offensive tackle, but my point is
0: he's not wrong.
1: He he's not. I'm not, not saying wrong. he's wrong.
0: How he presented it yes. was wrong. Yes, and he's not wrong. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Yeah. keep it in the building though. Yeah, this doesn't help anyone.
1: Yeah, and and my issue with Russell saying this as well, like oh man, I I'm just tired. You never want to be sacked that many times. I'm tired of getting hit this much. Okay, your style of play
0: mm. essentially
1: requires you to hold on to the ball, which is fine because, I mean, you've shown that when you hold on to the ball and you extend plays, you make magic happen. We've seen it happen time and time again. So I, Arizona. as a Seahawks fan, am fine with taking a couple extra sacks a game because that's like that's just part of his, his gameplay. Yeah, but payoff. when you say that, like, I'm, I'm tired of getting hit all this much, it's like, do, then throw the okay. ball away.
0: And, and yeah, quit flushing out of the pocket as soon as you get the ball. As soon as you get the ball, you're already got your back, and you're rolling out 12 yards to the sideline before you even took your first pass. You know, he you took your first glance across the field. Yeah. So you know, there, there, he has some culpability there for yeah. sure. Just he
1: has blamed to take, play style. and I just I, I don't really understand why he went off to to say that because you are responsible for a lot of sacks. I saw something that. PFF counted that he was responsible for 14 sacks. Russell was solely responsible for them just by holding onto the ball too long. In the pocket. Whose fault?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's so I mean, I kind of wish Patrick brought that back up on, you know, back up on him. And so, yeah. you know, and the thing is, I strongly believe that your cap hit is a direct, it's a direct indicator of the percentage of responsibility you have for the team's results. Mm. Good and bad. So yeah. he's at 185 20%. So, and that, and that percentage, is percent of the skyrocket money,
1: skyrocket because the the we, yeah. we know that the the cap hit is going to drop
0: about so 20 percent of the money, twenty percent of the responsibility. Yep, it goes for Aaron Rodgers. that goes for Tom Brady. That goes for everyone. Mm-hmm. that's I know that's a pretty simplistic, boiled down version. But at the end of the day, you know, you need talent. Money pays for talent. Yes. So, you know. You know, if if Russ wants to do this and just make a roster like, "Hey, these are the O-line guys I'd like to have," just just send it to Schneider. Just just send go walk list. it over yeah. there. Send him a list, maybe he already has. But the thing is, doing this helps no one. It doesn't. John's not going to be listening to this and love it. Pete's not going to be listening to this and love it. No, they, and they you don't know what? Like His O-line men are certainly not going to like it. Yeah, Doubt a lot of folks in the defense are going to like it. I don't know who in the whole building is going to be like, "Oh yeah, Russ, I got your back." Cuz they're all working too. They're all hustling too. Yeah. And they're trying to get theirs, so you know. And, you know, could you please? Did he give Dwayne Brown a shout out in there? He did. Okay, thank lord. I I didn't listen to he all the way I got to make sure he did mention. Got to give your man. You got to give your man some love. Okay, got. You, you cannot. You know, can't run him over. Yeah, been an incredible asset to this team. So. Um. Yeah, so I think we both agree that would have loved for this not to have come out um, in the way that it did. I think it's true. And I think everyone knows it's true. So, so, um, and I think to your point, it it is to create urgency and to, to kind of light a fire under the, you know, the butt of the front office, but that can also backfire. Yeah. But we'll see.
1: And when, when stuff like this happens, what drives me nuts with national media is it'll just take a few quotes and just ignite it. Just pour gallons of gasoline and just, Light a cigarette, toss it on there, and it just blows up. And an example I have of this is the blockbuster trade that Nick Whoa. Wright.
0: This was dumb.
1: This is just stupid. This is just. I, like Nick, lot, I just, like Nick Wright a lot, but this was just. It wasn't even. It wasn't thought out enough, because I'm just gonna give you the trade, and then we're gonna dive into it. Okay. So this is a four-team trade that involves Houston Texans. The Jets, obviously the Seahawks and the Niners. The Jets and the Niners, so the Jets would receive Russell Wilson. I'll get to that. The Niners would receive Deshaun Watson. The Seahawks would receive Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, and two first-round picks. And then the Texans would receive Sam Darnold, three first-round picks, and a second-round pick. Now, in Russell Wilson's contract, he has a no-trade clause. What that means is John Schneider cannot deal him without Russell Wilson's consent. In order for a trade to go through involving Russell Wilson, Russell has to sign off on it. Do we really think that Russell Wilson would sign off on a trade to the
0: Jets? Where an
1: offensive line is probably honestly worse than yours. Hmm. Your talent pool is significantly worse. You have a defensive coach in Sala. We have a few good players on the defensive side, but who on that Jets roster do we know? Besides Frank Gore, who is probably retiring, give me a name. I can give you one because I like football. Maybe two. Go. I can give you three. Okay, I can, I can give Chad, you some names.
0: But Chad, Chad Pennington? No. That was a long time ago.
1: No idea who that is. Is Quarterback?
0: Chad Pennington was a quarterback for the Jets a while a long time ago. I don't think he's there. He probably still in your little yellow rubber boots when he was uh when he was playing. My frog boots. Um, <laughs> frog boots. Bryce yeah. had some dope. They dope ass frog boots. They first sentence. First time that's ever been put in a sentence before. Yeah. Um I should know my Jets players a little bit better. Uh, I don't. Uh Denzel nope.
1: Mims, who was a rookie wide receiver. They got Jamison mm. Crowder, who's a solid slot receiver. I don't know their running backs because I know they had Frank Gore, but I think Frank's going to hang him up. I don't think he wants to just get bulldozed. Is he like
0: 55 now? He's How old is it? he? He's... Does he get discounts at the movie He's theater? He's been in the
1: league for like 16 years. As a Good running creep. back. He doesn't get hurt. Incredible. He's an absolute animal. But who else? I, I, they don't We're have anybody like a else. So do we really think that Russell's just going to sign off? And they, yep, I like it. No, it's not happening. Nick... Right, I'm sorry, but that is just a bonehead trade. I think the that Seahawks never, don't want Jimmy happen. Garoppolo. No. I'm sure they would love Nick Bosa, obviously, and some first-round picks because uh. they only have four picks in the upcoming draft. But you'd... Oops. No, it's not happening. It's not
0: happening. No, it wasn't even entertaining to look at because it's just so unbelievable. Yeah. And it's just... It's too big. There's no way you get four NFL franchises on the same page to do that. This isn't the NBA um yeah but that's definitely that was sensationalist took it to the top um but so bryce if let's just say if we'll play this game just for a few minutes here because i want to talk brady i'm on a shortened podcast today sorry everyone Mm -hmm. but if wilson isn't happy with the seahawks and the seahawks aren't happy with wilson yeah where would he go dallas vegas
1: vegas vegas whoo Vegas, I'm going to say this because Mark Davis, obviously the son of Al Davis, who was the nemesis Mm. of the NFL for as long as he was in power, owning the Raiders. Right. Just known for big moves, big balls, just sending it, see what happens. Money moves. They They have draft capital that they could send us. They could send us Derek Carr, a few picks and a position player on the defense. It. Does, I don't. I don't Wait, know. I. I don't know.
0: Derek but Carr in I, Seattle. I, I, I
1: don't know. Mm. Yeah, but I. I could certainly see Vegas. I could also see Indianapolis.
0: Hey. Oh no, Carson Wentz is going there. Come on.
1: I'm just saying hypothetically, right? Obviously, but
0: you don't think Jerry. Come in with that big old checkbook. Take his boat all the way around South America and come back up the side and dock his ship at the port of Seattle. Walk off with a briefcase full Could of money and picks. Can you
1: imagine Russell in a cowboy's uniform? Yes, I would cry. Yes,
0: you can. I can imagine. I, I can imagine it. That. I Boom. actually cannot Cover that. GQ again. <clears throat>
1: It it's painful because I just don't like the Cowboys and it's not because of any of the players, it's strictly because of Jerry Jones and he's driving me nuts. The fact that your owner is the first person to have a post game press conference and talk football just drives me absolutely nuts. That's Jerry Jones. Show me way. the money, Jerry.
0: But Show me the money, Jerry.
1: They would have to pay oh I mean I guess he's already on contract, but then mm. they'd have to they'd have to pay him half a billion dollars for his next extension
0: you'd have to get a one of those industrial cranes to lift the Brinks truck yes. with all that money yes like 45 million a year
1: but cowboys it's interesting
0: them boys um, oh I know it's interesting he looked good in the white and silver
1: yeah and, and I'm sure Sierra, Sierra would love to live in Dallas and I think Sierra has some seri- uh, has some actual in- I wouldn't say input but has um
0: they talk they chat they yes yeah. um
1: she has influence
0: Mm-hmm. Of some sort, I would I would have said the Chargers, if they already have Herbert, mm. but they do have Justin Herbert. So yeah. anyway, um, before we move to Brady, I do want to give a call out to our um, podcasting and radio icon Colin Cowherd, who uh, had a little, uh, he had a what was it, Bryce? He had a blood had clot a blood in his clot lung, in his right lung, in his golden pipes. Um, so we, you know, we almost lost an OG, um, Um, this week. And I I think he recorded his volume podcast, um, from home, but I just want to give a call out that we're glad Colin's okay. He's probably the reason we're doing this and what got us interested. Yes. Uh, You know, that and 710 ESPN radio. Um, can we say that? Yeah. Yeah. It's free advertising. Yeah. Um, so... Anyway, just want to give a call. at That glad Uncle Ronaldo's okay. I'll yeah, back soon. I, I,
1: I mean, Monday morning, right after the Super Bowl, you throw on the herd when you're when you're working, you're eight to five, and you're just you got Nick Wright pumped. talking about. Yeah, uh, Nick Wright
0: rolling, in. you just Russell Wilson to the Jets. What's going on here for for Garoppolo? No, Nick. No, that, Nick. Sorry, crackpot nonsense. Um, but, so let's move on to the news of last weekend. Uh, A 43-year-old rookie named Tom Brady um, got pushed out of the Patriots franchise by Belichick and went to Tampa Bay. So TB and TB. Mm -hmm. Um, No preseason. Nothing. No camps. Nothing. Nothing. He changes the culture, flips the most losing franchise in American sports. Yes. Doesn't just get them to the Super Bowl. Wins the Super Bowl in convincing fashion against one of the best teams ever assembled in the Kansas City Chiefs with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Honey Badger. Well, yeah,
1: Frank Clark, Tyreek, Kelsey. Frank. Yeah, you got.
0: him. All oh yeah, no, you can just keep listening. Yeah, and and so I I thought eleven and five and getting to the playoffs was big. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, Colin initially I did said not... nine and
1: seven and being a, be the seventh seed.
0: I did not think that Brady could win another one. And, Bryce, let me just read his regular season stats. Okay, you ready for this? Hit me! Completion percentage 65.7%, 4,600 yards, average 7.6 yards, pass 40 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, passer rating of 102.2. He was five points ahead of his career passer rating.
1: It tells you
0: and and point point one above his average yards per completion.
1: And that is a shot and a half straight into Bill Belichick. Because it shows you when you provide the greatest quarterback of all time with talent around him, he wins. Mike Evans. Chris Godwin.
0: Chris Godwin.
1: Gronk. Antonio Brown. Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Ronald Jones. A on the other side defense. of the ball, two of the greatest Sue, linebackers Jason in Pierre the game: Paul. Sue, Pierre, Paul, Vitavea. It's endless. It doesn't. It, it's what happens when you do that. Um, and he's the greatest of all time. It's undeniable. I wanted the Bucks to win so badly, and I'm just I'm so glad that they did, that they did because. I just appreciate that a lot of time.
0: This is a transcendent athlete. Um on the level of Messi on on, on the level of um Pele. I mean those like and, and Pelé and well almost even more so because it's not just that his individual stats are so impressive it's that he was able to finish, right? Because there's other great athletes who haven't been able to put together as many you know, a, a title run like this is this insanity. Tom Brady has more Super Bowls than the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. He has more Super Bowls than franchises combined. So it's it's not, it's it's transcendent what he's done. And I will not, you need to start talking about him as one of the greatest athletes of all time. If um, the prism you determine that through is titles, because there's a couple of different, you know, Bo Jackson, you know, his accomplishments in the NFL and MLB, that's, it, it's, it's almost kind of like two different types of arguments, right? Like, because there's like a production element, you know, you have your titles, you have great numbers, and then there's just this holistic, a lot like, of talent. holy crap, that is an athlete, that guy is a freak. Yeah, and, right. I, and I, I, Russell's I would, I would, actually kind of one yeah. of those too. And, I mean, because if we're talking about
1: like actual like greatest physical specimen, I don't think no. you can argue against Bo Jackson. Mm, I don't.
0: Bryce and I love some Bo.
1: And you can throw Dion in there, and yes, he belongs in that conversation. But when you when you just look at the way Bo went about his business, baseball was his priority. It would end. It would end in sometime September. Hell, maybe in October. Like, all right, I'm gonna go play football for the NFL. A week later he's on the gridiron tossing up two hundred yards. Well, you know, and tubs. I
0: think I think Ronaldo actually, Cristiano Ronaldo yep. is actually another example. The, yep. the man could have been a sprinter, he could have been a you know, like a long jumper. Yeah. There's a video of him at Juventus where he gets this insane airtime. You know, he's like up in the air. He's kind of like, jumping
1: backwards and just floats and just gets a like the of a like the
0: globe is rotating underneath him while he just floats. It's in- absolutely incredible. So, and, so there's a couple different arguments there. Point being, but if the prism and the paradigm you want to look at this through is production of titles and stats, let me just hit you these really quick all-time passing leader number one drew Brees. he's at eighty thousand. tom brady's at 79 tom brady will pass that next year yep. and be the all-time passing leader um uh, the next three four five are manning Favre, and rivers so and then rivers is a steep drop off i i don't think that'll ever be caught uh passing completion leaders uh drew 7100 tom at 67 probably maybe Maybe. Maybe, get, maybe it's going to be number one. Has to settle for number two. Uh, touchdown pass leaders. Tom, ahead by 10. Um, and extend um, we'll extend that. Yep. And then overall, you know, passer rating. This was kind of interesting. Um, number seven all-time at 97.3. Guess who he's uh, tied with?
1: Whoa.
0: Dak Prescott. Whoa who's mm-hmm. oh, right underneath.
1: Kirk is ahead of him.
0: <laughs> and, and look who's and look who's rep- Tony Romo. I always liked Romo. Yeah, you know, I. would like to do a little Tony Romo uh, appreciation podcast one day because his name sure. actually pops up a couple times here. It like, does oh. yeah, Romo. Ooh, interesting. Wow. And then Deshaun Watson, of course, is all over this too. The guy's a freak. I hope he gets to go to a team who appreciates him. So Hopefully not. In, in the any niners. case,
1: please not the Niners. But if it I happens, weep openly. Whatever
0: um but um so it's it's this isn't like peyton's second super bowl run with the broncos where he was held together with duct tape and motor oil right And him his neck was fused and he couldn't run he couldn't move in the pocket and um what's his face got him to the playoffs uh Miller. no 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 the quarterback the big backup uh big tall kid osweiler osweiler <laughs> right I mean, he's the one who got him to the playoffs, and then like, oh, sorry, Brock, we're gonna bring Peyton in for the Super Bowl so he can throw for two hundred yards and I mean, nothing, no, no, no touchdowns. Yards, but continue. I think he hit just two hundred yards and like one um, two point conversion, like no touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, okay, that's right. great. Just card, just just card him out, get him his participation medal. Um, but I mean, he he deserved a ring for his time there, for you know how he changed the culture. He got blown out by Seattle. Um, but he, you know, he, was, he did a very similar job what Brady has done here at the Bucks, is reviving that franchise. But um, so he's just the undeniable greatest of all time in the NFL. It's not even close anymore. And um, you know, we'll have to look at the betting odds. But he's just going to go and do it again. He's gonna he's gonna run out next year. And you know, it's write him off at your own peril. Maybe he'll drop off a cliff. But at this point, it's not worth betting on. I think you'll see Tom retire before that happens. he knows his body, and my question for you is Bryce, how could Bob Brady possibly stay out of football? How does this man not become a coach?
1: yeah I mean he's certainly going to give I, us another year he could give us another two years because he is but can arm, you can yeah I, yeah
0: I can't imagine him just going to punditry. tree I can't imagine him just going so maybe he maybe he will ride off in the sunset and go you know but i i i <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 7 years or so Tom Brady's on the sideline with a clipboard and a headset.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and in his that.
0: mind and in his mind he'd be back to zero because that's the type of competitor he is. That's a great point. He he would it's two it would be two different careers for him, right? He'd be, you know, he'd <sighs> say, yeah, you know, oh, I don't have any rings as a coach. I like that. Huh. I mean, if you if you divide Tom Brady's career in half, he's the greatest of all time on either side. I saw
1: an argument that if you split it into 3 careers, there are 3 Hall of Fame careers. 3 Hall of Fame. I factors. mean,
0: Calvin Johnson was drafted after Brady had a Hall of Fame career, was then inducted into the Hall of Fame. No, pardon me, retired, inducted into the Hall of Fame in between Brady's like third and seventh titles. Yes. I Their guess, like, Hall of Fame careers have happened in between some of his titles yes i mean and, and that's just um a level of greatness that um i doubt we'll see again but we'll see yeah. um okay bryce pitchers and catchers report on soon. Wednesday. For on wednesday this is you know, bryce just perked up like a jackrabbit in heat this is incredible bryce what does it mean what are we gonna see well
1: it means that pitchers and catchers report to peoria arizona and start training and then I think Right you
0: week, are Cotton
1: <laughs> About a week later, the rest of the players are gonna show up and they're gonna get it, they're gonna get it rolling. Um just look I, I just can't wait. You know, dad and I just text back and forth constantly, like, hey, fourteen days, twelve days, seven days, hell, in yeah, a couple should, days it'll be tomorrow. We should get
0: dad on this to talk baseball. Dad can talk baseball. Yep, let's do it. For a long time. Oh yeah. Long time dad can talk baseball. The lefty, Stu Um but
1: I I'm just excited, you know. Marin- uh, Seahawks season ends kind of in heartbreak, per usual. Um Then you get over it after a few days, and then right around the corner, watch Lakers season. highlights. Yeah, mm. cool. Lakers highlights. Tottenham in there. This year we get the Kraken. Wait, against Everton. You
0: know. Wait, wait. When do when is the Kraken? Are they next season? The no, one after
1: this season, like like in 2021 of October, they will play their first game. Right in October. The, the so expansion yeah, draft. Will be weeks after the Stanley Cup ends, and that will you know who the who's on the roster, and then a few weeks later, or a few months later, puck drop. I right, Climate the arena. You have, you have and hockey in,
0: in Seattle.
1: Yes. And that With will become David a Jones. staple of this podcast.
0: Bryce is a staple. That's what he just tried to tell you. <laughs> just a big dull instrument. Sorry, dude. That's okay. God, I'm a jerk. I'm just not a nice person that's part of the problem the microphone brings it out of me that exercise the demons in here um, all right so we'll be looking forward to talking baseball once again um and um you know my as usual my plug for the lakers you know they're second in the west but uh looking pretty good you know they looks like they gotta button up their offensive turnovers that looks to be a problem but i think that's fixable Um, Even if you're not into basketball, just just watch some highlights. LeBron's got this new little technique, this, like, look away. Oh, so good. Pass that you know, back that, against the, the bounces. defender,
1: and then you just a little fade away. It's just the, the remarkable passes he has just across the baseline. It's just
0: he's he creates space where there is none because he's passing it into the ground first, and then it's bouncing into the hands of um, you know, whoever's coming through. and Kyle Kuzma is becoming a man before our eyes. Mm. Those highlights last night, dude. Ooh, Kyle Kuzma, he's a beefed, he's come up a little bit. Another ring, you know, like Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, and Trump. <laughs> 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 Um, so, and, but the jazz, um, our first in the West and who oh boy, do they look good? I saw this ridiculous sequence from them last night. It, it looked like the globe trotters. Um, so that's a blast, but then oh, again, I know the player you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. But the, the thing is you, you have to ask yourself is can any of these teams beat LeBron four out of seven no. times? Nope. Nope. So it's that all it. unicorn horns, fairy dust, and rainbows until the playoffs. It's Fugazi. Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. It's a Fugazi. It's
1: a, fugazi. It's a woozy, It's a Wazi. It's nothing. It Wazi. Happening.
0: It's a woozy. Um. All right. Um. Any final thoughts for this one, Bryce? I've not. I've only had like a smoothie today. So I'm about to fall over like a scarecrow in the wind. I've had chocolate there's milk. There's no a substance to me. Feeling great. Oh, up. Oh God. Okay, kids at home. That is not how you're supposed to eat leave me alone chocolate milk and blackberries leave me alone I'm Gonna have some toaster strudels for lunch followed by actually i'm not gonna lie dude Um, on thursday i got um new york is known for these like bodegas where you go get a breakfast sandwich like this so i just walk into this place it's it's pretty dirty to be honest but this guy's got a grill kind of like the size of like your home stove and just dishing out bacon and eggs and stuff you just get a bacon egg and cheese on a roll God, that it's it's fantastic. just all bacon grease. It's it's so unbelievably good. I had that, and I had some tamales for lunch, good and then for you. I um, and then there was pizza from uh, I think it was Joe's Pizza. It's a phenomenal pie. Yeah, we don't, don't have that. In. We have I,
1: Central Market and like Taco Time.
0: I felt terrible yesterday, though. My body cannot. I cannot punish it That's like that. No. It's not sustainable. You know, but it was so good. <laughs> I have to get next time you come out here. We're gonna have to get you one of those Bodega breakfast sandwiches because it's not. It, it, you can't get it anywhere else it's just different like you have to find the corner shop the shadier it looks the better hopefully there's like peeling stickers and stuff yeah. right and then and then you know there's some dirt you know Dirty in the corners the that's that's what you want that is you find it the taste it's gonna cost you a, it's gonna cost you about like four ninety nine. okay that's that's the price point uh, you is that, want. Pl- is that, is that
1: including tax or without tax
0: that's including 10. So so hand him the five. Hand cap. him the five. Thank you. you. Hand him the five. Thank you. Done. Easy. One of the best experiences in the part of New York. I'll be, Odega I'll be there soon. breakfast sandwiches. Ooh. I know. Um, all right, everyone. Sorry for the dog noises I do, but it's just, you know, just got to keep me up. Gotta keep the energy. Gotta keep the energy flowing the deep within. Hit the juice. Got really into yoga recently. Practicing my breathing.
1: It's critical skill. <sighs> To
0: breathe. Yeah, if you're not breathing, take a second, everyone. Since last time you just took an intentional breath, oh. fill up that diaphragm. Yeah, baby. Loosen up those shoulders. Oh. Release the neck. Feed the brain what it needs some oxygen. All right, everyone. Um, Thanks for joining Bryce and I on today, February 13th. If you haven't got a Valentine's Day present by the time you hear this, sorry. you screwed up. Yikes.
1: Sorry, not sorry.
0: Yeah. Should have pl- planned better. Yeah. Next time, all right? Yeah i better. All right, Bryce. Thanks for giving us your Saturday morning. I'll Do this thing again. I'll be in. Um, I'll be on the Cape next time we chat. Uh, thank um. You. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, thanks, COVID, talk, for making travel a real bee.
1: Next time we talk, Mariners will be full go in spring training.
0: We're and Bryce will closer. care infinitely more than oh, me. Oh yeah. Absolutely. All right, fams, fams, fans, friends. friends, and family. Thanks for stopping by. Talk to you soon.